0: And let's just jump right in. It's the Honor Book Fair podcast. I'm Jay.
1: I'm Miles. I'm Daniel.
0: And this is the podcast where we spend way too long thinking about and talking about children's literature from our childhoods. Uh, This week we are coming up on the second part of the story of uh, traumatized little clone boy Mateo Alacrón, as he navigates the fanciful world of what if you had all of the social status and none of it simultaneously in House of the Scorpion. The next uh, big section of it. This was the ages of him, uh, middle age to old age as he approaches, I believe, twelve years old. So uh, we stopped just before at La Vida Nueva, mm-hmm. as the like big third act of the book. And uh, what's let's what are you, you? He got he got into he got into some real dangerous. Japes and scrambles learned a couple two things about his nature.
1: Serious shit. Um,
2: also, uh, I wanted to say, as we're recording this, uh, this happened a couple of days ago. The announcement of the American Library Associ- Association's Youth Media Awards. Um, congratulations to the people and authors suggested or, or not suggested uh, selected for that. I know I also just s- separated people and authors. Uh, but Dan, how do you feel about that? Uh, do you feel like a person when you're being treated like an author? Um, no, not quite. <laughs> yeah, so, so there we feel, go. It still
1: checks out. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't feel real, so yes. Uh, but, People and
2: authors. Uh, but congratulations to uh, Donna Barbara Giguera, uh for The Last Quintista, the Newbery winner, uh, as well as the four Newbery honor books named Red, White, and *Whole*, uh, A Snake Falls to Earth, Too Bright to See, Uh, and Watercress. Watercress, actually. Watercress and Last Quintista won a good bit, um, as well as Too Bright to See. I know that much. Uh, There's also the Coretta Scott King Book Awards. Um, The winner of that being Unspeakable, the Tulsa Race Massacre by Carol Boston Weatherford. Um, The honors being Home is Not a Country, Revolution in Our Time, and The People Remember. Revolution in Our Time and... uh, Unspeakable also won a good bit in there, too. Um, the two other ones I just wanted to point out. Uh, there's the Prince one, which uh, in part I'm pointing out just because the book we're reading today was a Prince honor book. Um, and I have now lost the Prince award winners because the page on the American Library Association's website is horrifically laid out. It's it's the worst um oh there we go. All right, uh the Prince Award was oh, no. awarded to Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Boulley, um and the honor books were Concrete Rose last night at the Telegraph Club, Revolution in Our Time. Uh oh specifically Revolution in Our Time hyphen The Black Panthers part about Black Panther Party's promise to the people which that book is definitely getting banned in a lot of public schools, but is That's 100%, 100%. Yeah, worth reading. because the
0: title such a mouthful. Uh, yeah, and a makes Starfish. People, makes all those white people all itchy and uncomfortable.
2: Uh, Starfish is the other Prince honor book. Uh, and then the last one that I wanted to mention specifically was the... Bu- 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 bu. It was the Stonewall Award, which let me just try and find that too. Stonewall Book Award, there we go. Too Bright to See. Um, as well as uh honor books being last night at the telegraph club and uh almost flying the darkness outside us and granddad's camber yeah uh congratulations to all those books and also all of the books that I didn't mention fucking We're
0: going to be reading all of you for next week I mean oh my. depending so on bo-
2: which book we depending on bit, which book we choose uh we may be reading 2021's uh a 2021 Coretta Scott King award Either winner or uh, honoree, I actually can't remember now, Uh, depending on which one we choose.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: But this week... But not Mouse,
0: we're not allowed to read Mouse. No, Uh, that's too too scary.
2: I mean, I read Mouse for the first time when I was like 9 or 10, so eh. But um, yeah, this week, however, we're reading House of the Scorpion by Nancy Farmer, and hoo boy! This book turned up that heat it sure did
0: got Uh, a little got a little spicy a little telenovela a little yes it was me poisoning the food all along oh
2: so fucking good yes
0: we'll get to it Um, i forgot how short this
2: part of the book was i remember Mm -hmm. this being way longer when i was a kid um but like i'm also surprised by how long the next chunk of the book is i remember so little from it and i've read this book several times but I guess it was just like not the part that was most interesting to me. I don't know. But yeah, this part yeah. of the book it opens with uh, Matt just kind of alone, and he decides he'll you know go off on his he'll he'll do some he'll do some riding around. He'll learn more, and he goes to the stables, oh, and who's there but Rosa? Yep, good old Rosa.
1: He, he, Rosa turned he, into an he, egypt.
0: What he most recently had happened was uh getting in trouble with that dog dying of opium in the and he's like but i didn't do it i didn't give the dog opium mm-hmm. and they're like i'm they're like i'm sorry sweetie you must understand he's a clone he doesn't understand morality yeah and he's had a falling out with what's her name oh my god Maria. I, I am i'm not i'm not Maria going to do this
2: yep.
0: break down with a, a good cogn- cognitive state yeah but anyway, he's getting into his learning. He's, like, securing his bag or something. Or no, he's on the Sigma grind set, is what he's doing. He doesn't care about the women. He's, like, just improving his survival.
2: And he's 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 learning a bit. And he's, he's confronted by this person who was, you know, his biggest tormentor as a kid. Now a mindless husk. And it starts just, him, like, really like thinking shambling about... With- yeah, just, like, really thinking about the nature of being an Egypt, mm-hmm. and how... Shambling horrific.
0: around with dead, eye- empty eyes, just mumbling, will that be all, sir? Will that be all, sir? Will that be all, sir? Will that be all, sir?
1: Mm-hmm. And it's really the it's first deep. time he starts to question the justice of the world he's in. Because up mm-hmm. until then, yeah, he's personally objected to the things people do to him, but he doesn't see anything wrong with the structure of the world as as he's been raised in it. Mm -hmm. egypts exist and that's just a fact
0: it's just the most this is the social order Mm -hmm. i mean we reading from our own bad but like not bad in this way social order just like oh my god by comparison what a crazy slavery to do
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and yeah he starts to humanize them more he recognizes that he's different from them but he still starts to think about them a little more he even uh at the beginning of this section of the book even says this is their country the country of the egypts he those wonder- are people goddammit! he wondered what would happen if they suddenly woke up would they turn on him like the villagers in that movie about frankenstein they wouldn't wake up i mean they one would hope so they'd go on weeding until the foreman told them to stop it's like what what what's that a uh a a workforce rising up Sh- should should workforces should workforces rise up against mm-hmm. the absolutely horrifically uh dehumanizing forces of capitalism that enslave them
0: you know what i think it is it's maria's mom what's her name the the activist woman who like has got some hackers and she sneaks into uh opium and just like connects to the network of uh egypt brain chips and just uploads (laughs) revolution.exe no she
2: does she does what happened with the get she turns the egypts into a uh a networked intelligence so the more egypts are around each other the more their processing power increases
0: oh okay yes egypt strong together
1: yeah you know, it's an interesting parallel. Just the fact that he looks at them and he recognizes—you know—if they woke up, they wouldn't like their condition. They would push back. Because, slight tangent. This is something I read about with regards to slavery in the in America. It's like you know, we often the excuses often trotted out. You know, people didn't know better back then. It was a different time and. You know, there was a palpable fear of slave revolts for a long time. You don't fear a revolt from people who you think are perfectly content where they are. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, him.
0: it's like, well, they thought they were doing nothing wrong, and also were terrified that their uh, victims would uh, become uh, class self-conscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Or, you know, if you're fucking Kanye West, maybe you just think they chose to stay slaves. They they could have they could have stopped doing it if they wanted to. Yeah, that's how that's how slavery works.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I guess like. I mean, honestly, if you're really stupid, you're. Uh, no, go ahead.
0: If you're really stupid, you're just like, oh yeah, they could have just left anytime they wanted, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, and then you uh, would have to not you know get murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, that's a thi- Like yeah. it's. The, I mean, that's the American the conception will... of freedom. That's like you can you that... can do it. But then the consequences are you will never be able to live.
2: That's why the police mm-hmm. were invented. They were invented to round up slaves that escaped or left and had done so successfully. Like, mm-hmm.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Um, my, my grandfather good, didn't even know... Good thing it's not I, like that now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. No. My, my grandfather, he was raised in Lebanon in a very small valley, farming valley. So I'm not sure how much history education he got outside of his own country, but... He was floored when I explained the concept of slavery to him. He said, no, 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 people come to America, they work. They work, you know, servant in someone's house maybe, but then they go get other jobs. I said, him, no, no, they were – and I explained what slavery was. He was absolutely outraged. So, yeah. So, hey, if a 90-something-year-old man could, could grasp it.
0: Mm. I mean – Gee whiz, you've gone – That you'd live that old and just like not even caught the whiff of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Strange. It's
1: possible he may have learned it at some point, but he had Alzheimer's. But yeah. So anyway, point point being that um, the awaken you
0: know, the awakening is there. What a what a what a lovely heartwarming story of teaching a man with Alzheimer's about slavery. Uh, Sorry. Uh. We had deep
1: conversations.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And you know. He still he still had that memory of,
1: of, of when the electric came to town. He remembered when the electric came to town. He remembered riding when camels. When the electric to get... came to town. Oh, yeah. There was no electricity. There were no cars. Oh, cool. He rode camels. He remembers, in his words, some German war happened, and he, his family had to go hide in the mountains. Just some <laughs> German war.
0: You know. And then that other German war. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Yeah.
2: But, um... I mean, honestly, to tie it to El Patron, too, like get your get your bodyguards from another country, they'll find it hard to uh, betray. Get your slaves from another country, they'll find it hard to
1: leave. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly how this place works, as we find out. Mm-hmm. Sure is. <laughs> uh, and we find out in part
2: through some books that were left in this big metal chest that Matt finds at the oasis, uh, alongside a letter from Tamlin. I love that letter. It's such a good letter. I I love the letter. Um,
0: it's written as someone who, like, does not write very well. Mm-hmm, is yeah. semi-literate.
2: Yeah. Dear Matt, I'm a lousy writer, so this won't be long. El Patron says I have to go with him. I can't do anything about it. I put supplies in this chest plus books. You never know when you might need things. Your friend, Tamlin. And it had food, books, water, iodine tablets, a backpack with a bunch of supplies in it. Uh Water purification pills, first aid kit, pocket knife matches, lighter fluid, uh, and pots in blankets. And the minute I read that, I was like, oh, pots in blankets. You know why you'd need to carry your pots in blankets? If you didn't want to make too much noise. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Sneaking around the mountains.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to have to go on the lamb, kid. Yeah, but there's also town.
2: some books, uh, including one called A History of Opium. Uh, written by... Subtitle,
0: by why, why Matteo Alacron is the worst war criminal in history.
2: No, a history of opium. Subtitle, why I left my husband and children. <laughs> uh, because as we learn later, that book is written by Maria's mother, uh, who's a founding Whoa. member of the, uh, what is it? The Californian, uh, anti-slavery association or something. Yep. Uh, which, but, the fact that that has to exist in that mm-hmm. name is yeah. a little bit on the, the nose, future. but also uh, checks out. Yep. But Matt comes back and he finds out, oh no, El Viejo's dead. We're all going to have a, we're, we're having a funeral, like, now. El we're Viejo's like dead. We're doing this right now. Everyone's coming back, and then we're just going to have it and be done. Uh, because no one gives a shit about El Viejo. They just want it to be over with.
0: Fuck that old horse. Yeah. He didn't even want fetal brain implants. What a pussy. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean he didn't even want chemotherapy, which is an extra like eh, you can you can have ethical chemotherapy that's all right in fact well he was like
0: ninety though wasn't he
2: yeah he wanted to
1: get out of this family
2: yeah absolutely he he felt like he was done and that's his prerogative uh but like it also gets it it gets put right next to fetal brain implants and using clones as donors and it's like you know, I don't think anyone's well, yeah. ever in the
0: future like that's kind of normal.
2: I don't know if anyone's ever had to die so that you could have chemotherapy. With the, you know, specific exception that I can think of right now of the Atom in the Injustice comic series, where he was murdered because someone injected Superman with, I think it was Rachel Cole injected Superman with highly concentrated chemotherapy drugs to destroy microscopic invaders. Because the atom was inside. I mean, Superman. I guess
0: highly concentrated chemotherapy drugs would destroy microscopic things. Yep. <laughs> and a lot of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's not what happens with Elvio. <laughs> he just, he's he's dead, and just like, all right, yep, that's what's gonna happen. Uh, lays the little seed that oh, Steven and Amelia are holding hands because it's like, yeah, Steven and Amelia have have probably been like supposed to get married since they were born. Yeah,
0: um, very feudal arranged marriages with uh, other high aristocracy, especially Benitos, other dictators. Oh, yes.
2: Yeah, I actually I have some comments about the arranged marriages later forcibly, when we get forcibly
0: to... married to like a married to a Nicaraguan woman with like more benzo in her yeah. system. Nigerian. Did um, I say Nicaragua? Yeah. That's not that's not in Africa.
2: Oh. Uh, but yeah, and like when they're hanging out. uh not hanging out when they are there at the viewing just uh, kicking it yeah it's it's a it's a rough scene and no one cares except for Mr. Alicron Mr. Alacron is like actually crying because his dad is dead mm-hmm. and El Patron has no patience for him he just he's embarrassed that his great-grandson is crying over the death of his grandson
0: Um yeah sorry dude I liked my dad
2: <laughs> yeah um Sorry that you abandoned your son, uh. Yep. But yeah, uh, there's also this, Egypt choir, the the these Egypt choir boys, who come through. It's like yeah.
0: That was creepy. Definitely castrated, um, like yeah. mind clamped children with Ye- like yes. surgical brain with brain surgery trauma mm-hmm. just like the the most grim shit imagine yeah. they're all about I mean, oh, imagine the sort of like
2: i mean realistically considering this book was coming out in like 2002 um i can think of some other examples that would be forefront in people's minds reading a book about mindless brain controlled choir boys following behind a priest constantly
0: yeah yeah love that love mm-hmm. that for them
2: yep yeah yeah, we're going to need to put a content warning on this episode, I think.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't on the last one, and then I just threw it in the description really quick. Like, hey, big content warning on, like, child abuse. Yeah. And it, and a bunch of other stuff. I'm not even going to get into it. If you have a, a really viciously strong reaction, look up a synopsis of House of the Scorpion and see if it, you can you want to deal with any of that.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, hey, spoiler Thanks. alert for the next third. Matt's life doesn't get better. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, I mean... Yeah, no, no. Uh, mm-hmm. at least he's not under constant threat of being an organ farm yeah eh, low bar low bar <laughs> really low bar yeah sure. Um, but oh Matt also talks about how like he's, he was just ca- he felt out of place there he was just like yeah I don't you know I see everybody crying and I understand that he meant a lot to some people but also I didn't know him I don't mm-hmm. like the knowledge that you know you didn't know the person so you can't quite muster the grief but you know that you're supposed to be feeling it in a certain way that's so fucking relatable like being a being a really young kid i had i had um i had great great grandparents still alive when i was born and being a really young kid at their at their funerals just like i I have like two memories of this person. I know I'm supposed to be sad here. I know this is a sad occasion and I'm going to act appropriately, but I also feel guilty for not being as sad as everybody else.
0: Yeah. I've had a lot of like, should I be more sad about this? Um, But at least you knew be like, Oh, I have to like perform for the family in this regard. You, You weren't just like some oblivious kid that like in the middle of like a very solemn moment. Just like, mommy, I'm bored. Can I have my game boy? No,
2: my Game Boy was in the car.
0: This this sucks. I want to go home.
2: <laughs> um, but Matt sees Maria there too because Maria comes to his aid uh, when the priest tries to throw him out. She's like, "Well, well, uh, Saint Francis would preach to wolves, so if he would he would bring a beast into into a place of worship." It's like, cool. Starting off with the uh, dehumanization. Great, uh, great way to great way to reintroduce your crush.
3: Awesome.
0: St. Francis yep. sounds fucking kick-ass, though. Bringing wolves yeah. into church and be like, they <laughs> oh, want to yeah. learn. Yeah, and actually... I think like, dogs should pray. Mm-hmm.
2: Actually trying to do, like, acts of service and shit. Um, and, you know, trying to care for the community. Wow. Um, yeah.
0: What a freaking social maladroid he must have been. Uh,
2: but, you know, Matt shows her into the uh, music room and into the, like, surveillance bank area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she she decides to forgive him. Uh, oh! But before that, they actually have a conversation. They talk about how, like, oh, you know, why 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 does everything have to be so goddamn hot here? Why can't we have air conditioning? Oh, he he wanted to uh make everything the way it was when he was in his old village. Then why didn't he import rats and cockroaches? Well, he only wanted the good things from it. It's like, <laughs> yep, that is El Patron to a T, exercising yep. all of his power and authority. To make everything he can the idealized version of his childhood.
0: A yeah. little simulation. Mm-hmm.
1: The way he, uh, the he was. A life he
0: could never have. But, but um, the exception is that there's, of course, a bunch of HVAC stuff in his, like, server room. Yeah, because you have All to, to keep the servers from servers. overheating.
2: Uh, yeah. Maria also, like, briefly mentions that it was a shock. I knew I didn't want to tell you. Like, you, you fucking... She's, she's known what he's been for. Since she was about eight years old, if not earlier. Like, she's known what he is and what he is for, and that he's just being raised to be slaughtered. She's okay. known the whole time, or most of the whole yeah. time. Like, that was when... It had to have happened very early on, too. Like, when it was explained to her what a clone was, mm-hmm. aside from just a bad animal.
0: But why does Mr... Why does El Patron have a... Jeez, fucking name. Why does El Patron have a little clone of himself and be like? Cause he needs extra body parts, sweetie. Yeah. If he loses a body part, he gets one from the clone. And yeah. she doesn't quite
1: tell him. Like she she says it was a shock. I knew I didn't want to tell you. And he says knew what? Because he's really dense for a very long time. And I mean, at this point, he's like twelve. Yeah. Actually, no. He's and twelve.
2: He, he should have been able like to figure he, it out. Yeah.
0: And it describes he suspected it and everything, but like wouldn't you know he suspected it for a little bit but then like it all came together and it's like oh i can't even deny this anymore yeah
2: it later on it does patron
0: loves me and why would he give me an education and like take care of me and stuff and it's like because he just decided to do that because he when he just decides to do shit everyone lets him
2: yeah because he wanted you to be the idealized version of him in his childhood
1: and Um, the idealized version of him gets to become him in a very literal sense Yeah, kind (laughs) of. I mean, it's almost
0: like he's doing like Jet Li in the one like where he's consuming like other potential outcomes of his childhood to like feed like the most traumatized, corrupted version of him.
2: Yeah. God, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I I actually might have to soon. it's a
0: good movie? (laughs) Yeah. So wait, they're in Uh. this. They're in this little hidey hole and stuff. And Mm -hmm. don't they also like overhear? They do. tom and felicia just being like and that's when i put the fucking opium in the dog's food and that little shit just died on the spot Mm -hmm. i hate that fucking dog Uh, and this is right after maria was just like look i forgive you for killing my dog i know you didn't understand what that was and he was like i didn't kill your dog and she's like i it's fine i forgive you and then five minutes later she's just like oh my god you let me forgive you
2: for something you didn't even do i bet you thought i looked stupid it's like Girl, you did look stupid. You called him an animal and said he doesn't have a soul and doesn't understand right from wrong. Fuck off.
0: He has. He had also been denying it the whole time. He did not want to take the rap.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. He never said that, yeah, I'm sorry I did it. He just said, he just accepted your forgiveness.
1: Um, but yeah, they but did even... have a whole conversation about how Matt doesn't have a soul because he's an animal. And he, he just sort of believes it. Mm-hmm he does he accepts it because Mm -hmm. she knows more about that than him Mm -hmm.
2: um but part of tom and felicia's conversation too is them like going through these security feeds and looking at the parlor well where el viejo's uh coffin is and coffin casket casket el patron has a coffin um but felicia just being like yeah no of course he's abandoned of course no one's around him anymore they wanted out of there as soon as possible no one cares he was unusable his heart was dried up you can't get transplants from a cancer patient like god the the viewing people as resources and commodities goes so deep that they even do it within their own fucking family yep his own descendants are useful as parts And we kind of get a window into just how awful Felicia is. Like, she is where Tom got his ability to full-on sociopath mask. But uh, also, Maria tells Tam Lin that uh, that Felicia was the one who poisoned Furball. So, yay, Tam Lin forgives Matt now, too. Yay. And then they
1: fucking... Then then everyone just leaves again. Everyone just leaves again. Oh, earlier, there's just an interesting Mm -hmm. scene where when they're still hiding in the passage and Matt or Tom and Felicia are watching the, uh, the, uh, the cameras. There's a scene where they flick to Celia's apartment and she's talking to Tamlin say, you know, saying maybe they aren't even in that, in the house. And like, and Tamlin just says, he wouldn't take her there. And quickly notes that the, the camera is watching him and Felicia's Tom's very annoyed by that. Like, Mm -hmm. It's like kind of their yeah. first hint that, that Tamlin and Celia know more than they let on. They're, oh, they're yeah. up to something.
2: Tamlin knows everything. <laughs>
1: everything.
2: And because Tamlin knows everything, Celia knows everything. Because the two of them are working together. Mm-hmm. They disagree in their methodology occasionally, but the two of them are the only ones who are actually interested in Matt as a person. Yep they're the only ones that see him as a person even maria doesn't really see him as a person
1: no not yet anyway
2: no not yet anyway i would honestly argue even even where we ended she doesn't quite see him as a person she just sees him as worth saving yeah Uh, she's she's getting a start it's (laughs) a start yeah because because from her perspective if an animal prays really hard and works at it for a long time and is very devout and you know they keep get they keep getting prayed too. They can develop a small amount of a soul. That's why that's why Saint Francis would pray to wol- or would preach to wolves so that they could develop souls and go to heaven, instead of just thinking, yeah, well maybe they do have souls. Like, I mean, okay, she's going. I mean, she's when you kill when you kill
0: wolves and Dark Souls, you get souls.
2: I mean, she's going to this convent, and that is inherently a Catholic idea, and. Catholicism states that animals don't have souls. Except, yep. didn't didn't one of our more recent popes come out and say like, "No, that's weird."
1: Yeah, I think it probably was why, Pope Francis. Yeah, why not? Because I distinctly I, remember sitting in Sunday school, asking my Sunday school teacher if animals had souls, and she's very, like very curtly goes, "No, they don't go to heaven." But what's the point? And, so yeah
0: yeah so you, wait so you asked if you asked if animals have souls and she says no they don't go to heaven yeah mm-hmm. and it's like okay that's not really the answer to the question of do they have souls what that answer implies is that animals have souls and only go to hell <laughs> yeah I didn't, I didn't even think <laughs> <laughs> i love the idea i love the idea of like you're at sunday school and you're like wondering like who has souls or not and then like the guy busts into the the guy busts into the room with the newspaper and he's like, you will not believe what the Pope said. <laughs> New- this changes everything.
2: <laughs> New souls lore just dropped.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I remember I remember people being upset about Pope Francis. I might have been Pope Francis, but people being upset about now the Pope talking about, oh, animals do have souls. Animals would go to heaven. It's like, really? You're going to get upset about that? like because it makes you feel less special oh yeah
0: that's literally why that's, that's just that's the answer why. <laughs>
3: like
2: oh no it makes me feel less special i get to go to heaven but i have to see all of my pets that i've loved my entire life there when i get <laughs> there ah oh, that fucking sucks
1: miles you ever talk to a staunch calvinist who tells you that <laughs> some people need to be predestined to hell or else have, what's the point of going to heaven Mm -hmm. i mean
2: i'm not gonna go into depth on how much i hate the idea of predestination to begin with but uh but anyway
0: what a grim grim thing that like heaven and hell works on like a percentile system like you can be doing everything perfect but it's like yeah but there were just like enough people that were still perfect that like you were you know like two points behind
2: yeah (laughs) fucking saint peter grades
0: on a curve (laughs) yeah exactly like well somebody has to lose and it's like I thought you wanted people in heaven for like the war or something that you're going to do. The war against the devil. I thought you, that was kind of the point. Oh man, that would yeah, be but, kick ass. Yeah, but you Theology. see
2: it's like it's a it's an arms race. So you so you have to keep pace with each other. Yep. They need and to And so in the spirit you know, of being heaven... a good sport, God is making sure that they keep pace with each other specific 50-50 <laughs> split. <laughs>
0: It's like the fucking Democrats, where like we want a strong, responsible hell to compete against and <laughs> fairly. Like we want, we don't want them to be defeated. We need hell to exist, and and be highly competitive with us. Okay, you anyway. know, I was, I was about, about to hell. say,
2: can I can I vote, Can I instead, you know, hitch my hitch my wagon to the fucking metaphysical Green Party? But I just realized that's just Wicca. I, I'm just ask, yeah. I'm just asking if I can be a Wiccan. <laughs> I guess you can i I mean uh, I again. guess occasionally again there are not only are there turfy circles in Wicca there's there there's a there's an outright rejection of a of anyone they deem to be male uh but yeah. not all not all Wicca no no one group is a monolith um except cops <laughs>
0: <laughs> that does seem to be the case a little huh. Bit. Never thought of it. Well, it's the exception that proves the rule, I guess. Yep. And speaking of exceptions that prove the rule,
1: Matt, yeah, Matt. the clone whose brain is Thank intact. Good segue. Thank you, Christ. Yeah. Bring us back. Yeah,
2: please do. Um, but yeah, so Matt Matt decides to spend his time now also learning about theology and looking into uh, St. Saint, uh, Saint Francis because this is the one bit of like kind of acceptance on a like structural level that he's gotten and he's latching onto it. Um, and, and, and as so many children end up with, he has found that in religion.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also is a clone. Like that's, he might need that. Cause that's kind of like a cheat code for him. If someone's just like, well, we can't take him seriously. And if he ever needs to like, you know, seek sanctuary in a church, they'll be like, Oh, but you're a clone. You can't come to the church. And he's like, like, uh, actually there, there's a little saint you might know. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I mean realistically he he was brought up around Celia who is Catholic who goes to who walks like a couple hours to church every day or not every day every week. Um, yeah. but he he starts like addressing parts of the natural world as brother and sister except for the Egypts yeah. and himself
0: hmm. they are not they are not of the world. they're the creation of man. Man's corruptions,
2: but he he does he does kind of do it with the Egypts because he realizes they're more natural than he is in a way, and like that's fucked up to realize when you're twelve years old.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but he's also kind of not wrong.
0: <laughs> he's also getting as as much as he is like oppressed and denigrated. He is getting a better deal out of this right now than uh, the Egypts. Mm-hmm.
2: But he he spends time every
0: time he goes for a horse ride he spends time
2: talking to Rosa um, specifically he he says he, he'd read that uh, coma victims hear everything people say and need voices to keep their brains alive so Matt talked to her about everything he'd seen and done that week cause he, he had imagined her like locked in a metal box inside her brain just like pounding at it and screaming to be let out and fuck I mean he's probably also
0: and you, not you know what, yeah and you know what she would like is to Actually, hear me talk to her and she's like she's banging around trapped in her own body like this little fucking goddamn hamster piece of shit <laughs> i mean from a certain perspective I hate this it's... fucking kid so much i should have killed you and i had the
2: chance i mean that's good though produce yeah. the strongest emotional response like he should bring willem around get willem to talk to her
0: <laughs> you snake ass motherfucker you sold me out your pussy eating game's weak He's stealing Percocets from the pharmacy.
2: Um, but Matt starts reading, starts reading a history of opium. He starts educating himself about his nation's history.
1: Um, hmm.
0: Uh oh. That's and dangerous. Much like somebody reading, like an Amer. <laughs> it's like that tweet of um, I'd be like, "This is not what America stands for. <laughs> America is all about like opens history book, like uh, oh, uh oh, oh shit, oh no."
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yep. Or just that
2: that more recent, uh, very circulated meme of, "What would the founding fathers think if they came here today?" It's like you freed the what? You freed the what? <laughs> yep. Um, but I mean, also realistically, a good a good chunk of them would say, "Why the fuck are you so Christian?" Um,
1: because <laughs> they were Deists; they weren't Christian. Yeah. But and cares? the ones who were were mostly congregationalists and chill
0: methodists. They would see yeah. they would therians. see fucking president they would see Joe Biden and be like a german italian is the president. What is the world coming to? We're all doomed. A papist? What? Wait, did I say german italian? <laughs> I meant german irish. He's both german and irish. My god. The country is collapsing. Shameful popery uh, has taken over this land
2: it's a good thing they assassinated that jfk he would have he would have put the pope in charge
0: he's an irishman um uh, which are but, just like you know i'm not gonna go into
2: it but yeah he starts to he starts to read this book and it's talking about like oh yeah drug why why would drugs be illegal that's weird why why mm-hmm. would drugs be illegal oh um,
0: yeah because it's opium book, we farm it it's like corn
1: the book like ex- corn here. Yeah, the book explicitly like He's just shocked to find that a drug dealer named Mateo Alecrón is featured so prominently. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah.
0: laughs> I'd love if he like, doesn't have like the uh, moral connotations of the phrase drug dealer, and he was just like, he does deal in a lot of drugs. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. his job, obviously. That's, like, that's just an accurate description. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's the family business.
2: <laughs> but this passage from it is so good, because it's exactly what we were talking about last episode. It was, Mateo Alacran formed an alliance with the other dealers and approached the leaders of the United States and Mexico. You have two problems, he said. First, you cannot control your borders, and second, you cannot control us. He advised them to combine combine their problems. If both countries set aside land along their common border, the dealers would establish farms and stop the flow of illegals. In return, the dealers would promise not to sell drugs to the citizens of the United States and Mexico. They would peddle their wares in Europe, Asia, and Africa instead.
0: Yeah, I bet bet that held up. (laughs) I mean... I bet, I bet there was no more opiates in all of America after that.
2: Well, there were opiates just through legitimate channels. Like, you I know, maybe, maybe a certain U.S.
0: senator. Um, you know, I'm trying to think about, like, actually accomplishing this. Like, do you think that there is enough, like, border panic in Texas politics that they would actually be able to cede any portion of land, like, to... Yes. Yeah, like a created like foreign nation states. Like, hmm. do you think they care about the border that much that they would give up land? Because it's you know, both
2: a border solution and a war on drugs solution. Yes, yes I do. I don't know. I will I think say it would there still were, be...
1: there were a lot of there was a lot of pushback during the Trump administration from Texan ranchers who realized, wait, this this big beautiful wall is going right through my fucking ranch. Hold on, no, and so so. I don't know,
0: but it is. I never thought that lepers yes, would be my much, face. but how much how much
1: collectible or not
2: collectible? How much collective uh, bargaining do they have? Yeah, um, this is true. But but yeah, uh, said it was a pact made in hell. And Matt put it down because he he just couldn't see every he couldn't see anything wrong with it. It seemed to have done everything it was it promised. Like yeah, it did it did Matt it did do everything it promised. But what it promised was a bad thing. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> uh, and we find out that the author was Esperanza Mendoza of the Anti-Slavery <gasps> Society of California,
0: which I could only—I mean, maybe this is me being cynical—but I'm thinking about this future and I have the Anti-Slavery Society of California, and I'm sure they're they're posting like vote blue, no matter who. <laughs> I don't know. This I is think... the most important election of our lives.
2: I think Esperanza might be a little based. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but. He, when he looked more closely, he saw the book was printed on cheap yellow paper. It didn't look like something you could take seriously. Matt read on. Like, Uh, that's such, like, exactly like, oh man, this was, this is cheap nonsense. You can't take it seriously because they didn't have money to print it. I'm gonna keep reading it though. You know, just in case. It's it's
1: too, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just, it's just bunk.
2: Yeah, it's, it's fake, but I'm going to read it anyway. Um. And Matt is Matt is radicalized through this book. He's he's become a radical leftist. He doesn't believe that he should be used as an organ farm. Um
1: <laughs> doesn't even get that far.
2: But yeah, uh talks about how there's the Council of Farmers, but then eventually really it just became McGregor and uh and El Patrone and realistically mostly El Patrone. Um mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Uh, and its supreme leader, dictator, and Führer was Matteo Alacran. Matt stopped reading so he could savor the words. His heart swelled with pride. He didn't know what a Führer was, but it was obviously something very good.
0: Oh, Chef's kiss. That's 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 such a great line for kids to, <laughs> to be like,
2: "Mom, what's a like Führer?" They, they just
0: learned what. No, no, no. Like the kids just learned what Führer was, and they're like, "Oh, Führer must be very good." And it's like, and it, it's one of those great lines because it's designed for everyone reading to go like, ooh, mm-hmm. yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, a more evil, vicious, and self-serving
2: man could hardly be imagined. And then Matt threw the what? book away because he was mad at. that. How did you that. say that about my dad? <laughs> How dare she insult El Patron? He was a genius. How many people could build a country out of nothing? Especially someone as poor as El Patron had been. Esperanza was simply jealous. Like,
0: Ugh.
2: yep, yep. Everyone who but, criticizes you know, like, rich is... and powerful people is doing it because they're jealous.
0: Yeah, but you know, this is a child thinking yes. that, and you're just like, oh, and this is, and it's cringe and annoying when a child does it, and like, there's a lot of fucking adults that think like that. Oh, yep,
2: there are. Yep, the, f- yeah. This being a 12-year-old thinking that makes sense. This being an adult thinking that, well, maybe they stopped uh,
1: analyzing the world they were in once they hit 12. This being a politician who says this, well, maybe we're in a very dark timeline.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, but yeah.
1: Um, but then
2: he rescues the book because he's like, wait, no, Tam Lin got this for me. I want to keep it safe just because of that. I'm like, okay, whatever, fine.
0: Because Tam you know, that guy I can trust right now, and nothing's ever going to challenge my perception of that.
2: Nope, certainly not anything that happens a couple hours later, because Matt goes to the water filtration plant and finds out that they dump a bunch of the, like, waste that comes in over in the wastelands up north. Um,
0: Which is just, what, is it, like, is it supposed to be, like, uh like depleted uranium or something or no just like some sort of it's the the fucking goo that the guy fell the toxic waste that the guy fell into in RoboCop and became a water balloon
2: I mean honestly a little bit um it's 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 a lot of fucked up shit Yep All of them bones are the fucked up fish decomposed, and then decomposed He gets and not me the fuck out
0: He falls into the he falls into the nasty jelly but then there's a couple hands that are just like this fucking kid got away from the damn stable. Get him out of the jelly, and they throw him in the car. And they're like, "What are you yeah, doing?" Yeah, they beat he's his ass. Idiot. Yeah, they beat his ass, and he's like, "Actually, I can speak English, and I'm El Patron's clone. So you better take me seriously."
2: Yeah, and they do the the description of him dry drowning from the like overload of carbon uh, dioxide around all of this decomposing shit uh, is pretty fucking horrifying um yeah
0: it's dude that's fucking crazy y'all ever hear about the uh the lake nyos disaster in cameroon no Oh, it's essentially, it was, like, a lake released, like, a huge amount of carbon dioxide that settled low and, like, spread around everywhere. It was called a limnic eruption. Anyway, it's just an invisible miasma of death that spread around this whole town and, like, killed a bunch of people. And, like, you just don't, you can't smell it. You don't even know anything. You don't even know that you're getting less oxygen because of all this carbon dioxide in, like, a big invisible cloud that blanketed this whole area. And you just drop dead. Yeah. Crazy shit. That's Um,
2: terrifying. Back at camp, there was a thing that... Uh, we would occasionally do like during in between season breaks where we'd dump the like remains of our liquid nitrogen into the pool because it would evaporate over the like month or so we'd have off. Um, but it was always like, yeah, we can do this because no one's going to be swimming in this pool for at least another week and a half, uh, if not longer, because otherwise a layer of nitrogen just forms on top of it and stays there. And if you pop up out of the water, unless you go up like a solid foot you can't breathe oxygen
0: because there won't
2: be oxygen there and that's also why like i had to explain to kids occasionally like well why can't we put a bunch of dry ice in the pool i'd be like well because you can see that the carbon dioxide is denser than the air right yeah so where would it sit if we put it in the water
1: oh no
2: like yep Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm so now you know when you go home not to not to try and bring dry ice home and put it in your pools right kids mm-hmm. you're not gonna do this thing you're not gonna kill yourselves like this good I hope not <laughs> um, oh. but yeah um but it's a very well written
1: scene it is. in the, it it, it, it's it's horrifying it is it's very visceral and you know yeah and isn't it well uh this is where the Egypts are often kept right Yeah, near this us. is where they lived. They they, they 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 dump the they dump the
2: waste by the egypt pens because the egypts aren't going to complain
0: um yep yeah uh it don't just breathe in any old shit
2: yeah oh there's Fuck a em. specific point let me try and find the thing oh yeah there it was why don't you keep clean up the trough ralph seemed puzzled by the idea it's how we've always done things master elecron the egypts don't care well, that's true. Even if the Egypts knew about the danger, they couldn't flee unless they were ordered to do so. Like, well, I guess it's all right then. Oh yeah, yeah. all's well that ends you well. You don't need to worry about being humane if if they're not going to complain anyway. Um, but he meets these three members of the farm patrol. Um, one's Welsh, one's English, and one's uh, Scottish, and they talk about they talk about thumping heads after football, yep. and how you know nothing sometime- like a
0: good row after the footy.
2: Yeah, and, and how sometimes it goes a little bit too blinding. far. And, like, they have outright murdered people after 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 football games. They've just murdered people.
0: So it's fully coming into focus that uh, El Patron's, like, entire workforce is, like, <laughs> English murderers. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, not just English, but, like, he recruits from the Farm Patrol by, you know, fugitives. Um, uh, Matt? Matt even says they were murderers. Yeah, they were the ideal like candidates like a, for a Farm Patrol. They would, have, they would have to be loyal to El Patron, or he would dump them into the arms of whatever police were looking for them. It's like, huh. And it just you happened know, unrepent- to be very
0: convenient that they were mostly sociopaths, anyway.
2: Unrepentant sociopathic murderers are good people to recruit for a border patrol service,
1: huh? Hmm. They're well-suited to it, you say. I wonder... <laughs> is there, there is no connection we can make in our own world miles no no no, no. certainly not just certainly not. just sci-fi dystopia
2: uh but they but matt asks them about tam lin he asks oh did tam lin kill anyone and they're like yeah he's a fucking terrorist he he tried to blow up the prime minister's house in london because he was a scottish nationalist uh, okay
0: so that on premise is like objectively good. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that honestly. <laughs> but but he caught a raw deal and wrong place wrong time. Yep, cuz a school Just bus pulled up twist and of fate. it
2: killed 20 kids. And that's uh, not also good. also cut the throat of uh Daft Donald, which is, is the why one he thing we speak.
0: didn't want to happen.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, they even said uh he wasn't motivated by beer like the rest of us. No, he's a cut above with his fancy ethics and social conscience. Like yeah, he's not a he, he wasn't. Yeah, he's literally
0: a cut above you schmucks because <laughs> yeah. of those things.
2: He's not a random murderer. He he was he an intentional murderer and then a whole lot of very accidental, horrific manslaughter. Uh He
0: was gonna kill for liberation, not for, you know, your footy club, not for fucking Manchester United. Yeah. England 5, Germany 1. Y'all yeah, remember Eurotrip?
2: I have successfully managed to avoid most of that. Or, uh, For forget sure. most of that movie.
0: Okay, so, yeah, El Patron, like, pretty much extensively, ju- exclusively just hires people like Vinnie Jones from that movie. Mm-hmm. Let's give this wanker a fucking good kicking.
3: Beep, beep. Uh, but Matt goes
2: home and fucking Celia fawns over him, and then Matt wakes up and Celia's in a fucking rush. She's we gotta go. We gotta go. El Patron's uh, El Patron's having a heart attack.
0: Ethos. this. Yep. Yeah, the it's sal- gonna be a long night. Here's the tortilla.
2: Yeah, the salsa, uh, and, salsa and he's funny. like this,
0: and he's like this salsa kind of tastes funnier.
2: Yeah, and then he throws up and has a real bad time. Um, oh god, even. Th- he he starts getting like grabbed and taken to the hospital as Celia cries and no, the guard the guards say, life. You're not sick, El Patron is. And Matt stopped struggling then. It was perfectly natural for them to bring him to El Patrone. He loved El Patron, and the old man would want to see him if he was very sick.
3: Uh
0: yeah. <laughs> he
2: sure would, buddy.
0: He yeah, sure would. Of course would. they sure want to take would. me to the hospital to be with El Patrone because we're friends. Okay? Mm-hmm. But then he starts throwing up and he goes all crazy,
2: um, and yeah, and he wakes up and he sees Tamlin there, and Tamlin is looking quote both relieved and miserable uh, that Matt is awake now. It's like yep, yeah, yeah, that yep that checks out. Um, of course, this would how it would end up because so so Matt Matt didn't have to get harvested this time, but El Patron had to have a piggyback heart uh thrown on which is a tiny heart they put next to the big heart uh to help it beat alongside itself uh which
0: seems seems no i'm no cardiovascular so like no i'm no cardiovascular surgeon but i heard this and i was like that doesn't make a lot of sense to me i don't really understand how that works but you do you chief it seems like the dumber version of a pacemaker yeah um- because if you're doing piggyback like that why would you need a heart heart instead of yeah pacemaker also, like the donor heart—the
2: donor heart was too small. You can't fucking tell me. I'm sorry, but you can't fucking tell me that El Patron, like, even if they had to do the piggyback thing as a like an emergency measure, that he can't arrange to have a donor heart in like 20 minutes.
0: Also, you could just take, take it from a fucking a fi- Egypt. Yeah. What was this—the heart of a five-year-old? It wasn't strong enough. Like, he's fucking doing a lot of exertive cardio at the age of 144. Uh, well, the like heart he ne- itself. Like he was needs too a big, small. strong heart for all of the for all of the fucking blood. Heart's too small. What did you fucking get it out of a goddamn? What is this, Vern Troyer's heart? I don't know what I'm talking. I about. mean, they got it out of a child. I feel like, yeah. like you said, with the Egypts, there's tons of adult-sized hearts out there. Yeah, and they're like, sir, but- we can't use any of the Egypt hearts. And he's like, why is that? Like, well, because we threw a bunch of depleted uranium in their houses, so like they're really fucked up.
2: Yeah, but like. They can't use Matt right now. Okay, cool. Use someone else.
1: I mean, like the whole, I, I guess it might be hard to find a match. It's like the whole point of the clones is that he always has a match. Yeah, but is a match
2: really that important for a heart transplant? I know it's important for things like kidney and, uh, to a certain degree, liver and other things that, like, your body so. requires, like, it, it, like, regulates how your body detoxifies, but is it really that important for
0: a heart? A heart's purely mechanical. A heart's like not that chemically based, you know. Um,
2: I mean, to our knowledge, I mean, we're, not fucking, I, we're not fucking. fucking doctors. Yeah,
0: um. Yeah. Well, welcome to the cardiology cast. It, oh, yeah. Size. Um,
1: and other things. Yeah. Hang on. Oh, the blood type of the donor must be compatible. Um. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's really when you've got a See, I don't get that. Really I don't easy. think. So. Easy.
0: I don't think, yeah, but I don't think a heart, like, checks the blood coming in and out of yeah. it, you know? Does
2: that make sense? Well, I mean, the, I don't know. I know, I know the wrong like blood type transplant. will cause you to fucking die, um, but, uh, but Matt, Matt gets yelled at by Tamlin because he talks about how he was in the wastelands, and Tamlin fucking screams at him, and he said... You did a daft thing nosing around the Egypt pens, but maybe it wasn't such a bad mistake. They do say guardian angels guide the steps of idiots. Like, yeah, my dude. Who oh boy? Uh, he literally just told you, hey man, that was dumb, but you just saved your life by doing that dumb thing, so
0: congratulations, I guess you sucked up so much weird poison that they couldn't harvest your heart tonight. Good job. Don't go sucking up any more poison, but, like, you won this game. And
2: and Celia comes in and screams at the doctors, like, he's not needed here anymore. And Matt doesn't find that odd at all. Why would he be needed there if... He, he's not needed there if he's sick. He needs to be there if he's sick, but... Nah. Um, and El Patron is fucking depressed after this. Like, he can't... He he just... He, he can't get interested in anything.
0: Um. Darn it, I was so excited to get my new clone boy's heart put in. Now I've got this shitty little baby heart that was, you know, harvested from a one of those choir boys at the funeral. Man. It's no good. It's not even that big.
1: It says, what's it? Uh, it was clear he'd passed some kind of milestone. He's lost a lot of his
0: energy. Like, it's clear that this milestone? whole process. Yes. It's a milestone. Is he the oldest? Here's a question: <laughs> Is he the oldest man in this fucking world? I was in the wondering whole about freaking that. world is anyone is anyone older than like he? I mean, McGregor's time, about is as like old 45 as him. Now? Mm-hmm. McGregor's about as old as him.
2: Also, sorry, we glanced over or we like glazed over it earlier, but he helped invent Egypt. Yeah, he he
0: like what's the opposite of a Nobel Peace Prize? <laughs> I don't know, a trial at the Hague. No, but like a trophy you get for being like the most <laughs> demonic bitch. Uh, yeah. The crown jewels of England. Anyway. Ooh, <laughs> spicy. I can't wait. How they're still not saying that she's dead. Like where, what are we doing? Crazy. Um,
2: but yeah, uh, El Patron just—he's—he's he's just depressed now. He's straight up depressed. Matt even says that, you know, he realized that what El Patron missed was not the beauty of these diamonds that he's uninterested in, but the joy he once took in owning fine things. It's like, yeah, man, that's some good emotional intelligence. Uh, you need to work on your other context clues-based, uh, you know, yeah. abilities. But that's good emotional intelligence. And and he he just suggests to. El Patron, he mentions to him, you know, Saint Fran- Saint Francis would say that you know, a a joy in life is to give things away to the poor and the needy, and El Patron flips f- his fucking shit and like actually breaks him you out don't of that me depressive doing
0: fucking charity. Fuck. fuck you! I don't got do a fucking charity.
2: <laughs> like fucking, how dare my clone think about giving things to other people? What the fuck? I don't want a heart from you, weak hearted fucking bleeding heart asshole.
0: I, I know. I was gonna, there's a joke in there. Let's like let's dig this joke out because it's like, oh damn! I need a new heart, but not a bleeding one. <laughs> your heart's no good to me if it's a bleeding heart, boy. Uh, and nasty, eat shit, you little bitch! Like get get mad. What are you fucking? 145 years old, and someone says like, oh maybe you could part with a shred of your wealth for the betterment of somebody else, and he's like, fuck somebody else, fuck you. I'm taking Triggered. it all with me. Triggered. Uh
2: oh man oh yeah and matt matt asks, oh my God, is matt he asks a great question uh does it make the dragon happy to amass all of that wealth because he's learning about dragon hordes from tamlin wow yeah and does it make the dragon happy Echo tamlin why i never thought of that i suppose it does what other pleasure can a creature have whose life consists of making everyone else miserable
0: yeah, the answer to that is, like, yeah, I should hope it does make him happy, because if it doesn't, what's the point of any of this?
2: Mm-hmm. If it doesn't make you if it, happy, because if it doesn't, why are you making it everyone else make miserable happy, to have it?
0: If the dragon doesn't even have a specific vested interest in doing this, we have to ask a lot more questions and change a lot of shit. I mean, we have to anyway, but if the dragon's not happy, there's no excuse to even pretend like it's okay.
2: Yeah, um... Also, we get another look at Celia's garden. There's black-eyed Susans and stuff, but there's also foxglove. Yeah, foxglove. That that's normal. That's a
0: cute one. I'm in, I'm imagining like a little. He's like a friend of Frog and Toads. He's a fox and he's got some fancy linen gloves. Oh yeah. Satin, I mean satin gloves. Yeah. You know, I so I don't know what foxglove is as a plant, but I imagine it's very cute and very fun.
2: Uh, foxglove can be poisonous. As we as we talk as we like figure out a little bit later, um and actually last episode y'all were talking about oh when we learned Celia's story. Like, ooh, ooh, okay, so she's in the kitchens, but she's also learning a little bit from a from a medicine woman. She's learning a little bit from a cudandera. Are we gonna get some like naturalistic Yeah. Uh and Hell yeah, dude. Yup. We sure do. We sure do. And do you remember who dug Do you remember who dug that uh dug that garden and got it all set the up because that was tam oh, Lynn. oh. tam lin well, started Lynn's digging like, the I'll get, plots I'll get you. tam lin started digging the plots and building the trellis for that garden when matt was like seven or eight like very wow, early get you on. Many plants
0: you want honey here's a big book about uh, horticulture and, and medicinal properties mm-hmm. you uh you take a good read over this and let me know what plants you want me to put in the garden and then oh no matt's balls drop Oh no, puberty. Yup. His uh,
1: his voice changes, his voice cracks. And he yeah. doesn't know what's happening. Like no one ever explained this to him. Mm-hmm. Uh but he but he has he has a
2: little party with Tamlin and Celia. Um, and Tamlin's fucking sloshed at
0: this thing. Um it's just a little party. It's like, you know, you and your surrogate mother and your surrogate father in the courtyard and your dad's getting way too drunk. Yeah. And he's
2: talking to you about how you were harvested and not born and mm-hmm. saying that you need the details. As you you- can,
0: they scoopcha. Come here, you little boy. They scooch out of the cow's pussy with a big scapula. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
0: and then they all ate the hamburgers from your mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up.
2: Yeah. You were grown inside that poor cow for nine months, and then you were cut out of her. You were harvested. She was sacrificed. That's the term they use when they kill a poor lab animal. Your stepmother—your stepmother was turned into ruddy T-bone steaks. Uh, and
0: we had a barbecue the next day. It was phenomenal.
2: It's all Secret right, Sam. Lynn, Celia said gently. She eased onto the seat beside him. It's not all right. Man buried his hands in his arms on the table. We're bloody lab animals to this lot. We only we're only well treated until we outlive our usefulness. They won't get their way forever. I know what you've got in mind, and it's too dangerous.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: They have they, to. They have to get lucky every day. We only have to get lucky once. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And they talk about how there's hundreds of thousands of egypt's buried underneath the fields, um, and and Matt's annoyed. Because they're having a conversation that he doesn't understand. And he's like, it's my party. Why are they talking to each other about this is something my, else? This,
0: today's about me. Uh, this is my birthday
2: week. And and then later, he's like, oh, I I overlooked something. Uh, oh, And he said, it had been like that for years. Matt knew there was vital information he was missing. It had to do with clones. He wasn't supposed to know how they were made. He wasn't supposed to know that all of them except for him were brain dead. And he wondered why anyone would create a monster. Uh. And he, he realizes, oh, McGregor was growing his clone for the liver and the kidneys and the organs, and that El Patron had clones too for those fetal brain implants. He he like understood me, that, yeah, but not him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the evidence was all there. Only Matt's blindness had kept him from seeing the truth and his unwillingness to think about it. He wasn't stupid. The clues had been there all along. The truth had just been too overwhelming to bear. It's like...
0: Rip to those other clones. Sorry, I'm built different. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he, he again starts to think about how, well, no, El patrone wants me to be different for some mm-hmm. other reason. I'm not meant to be like them. Uh, And he he comes up with a reason, and he's because not Because El Patron has right.
0: invested so much in, like, raising and clothing and educating him. Do you think El Patron would, like, do a whole bunch of shit just arbitrarily because it makes him feel like he had a childhood? You don't think he would do that, yeah. would you? He wouldn't yeah. go through all this effort for himself. He wouldn't go through all this just for, like his weird psychic hang-ups. But he, he realizes that El Patron's
2: reason for not destroying his brain was because he likes to see Matt and think of himself. He likes to see Matt and think of himself as young and strong and sound of mind. It's like looking in an idealized mirror. And he can play the piano. Yeah. Yeah. It's like looking in an idealized mirror and he's not wrong about El Patron's motivations. It is vanity to a good degree. He's just wrong about the end result. Men
3: will literally he wants that clone themselves and live for 148 years <laughs> instead the going to therapy. therapy.
0: <laughs> even in the original, even in the like non-organ harvesting charitable interpretation, it would still be fucked up too to be like, oh, so I only exist to perform this guy's sense of an ideal childhood to him in his old age? Mm-hmm, like, I am just a, uh, that's the most like, I am a photograph of a photograph yeah sort of mindscape that's just where it actually is just like you're not your own person you were created just for the sake of like acting out something that this guy wish he had had which is your life yeah fucking weird
2: um but now he's kind of come to the realization that like yeah i'm i'm not just expendable i'm expendable by design uh <laughs> It's highlighted, like, I have it I have it bookmarked here, not because it means anything specific, but I just love this in kids' uh, media. And I'm 14 years old. I'm an adult. Like, I love
1: all right, that. Bud. That's my okay. favorite. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, you're an adult so given all, Okay,
0: in this case, given all of the life circumstances that uh, Matt has gone through, and the skills that he's needed to develop, and the mindsets that he has needed to cultivate to uh, understand the world around him, at the age of 14 like he is i would say this is pretty this is a pretty mature adult person for the for the most part for that age <laughs> this is not the same as like when you're watching a disney channel original movie and it's like mom i'm 14 i'm practically an adult why can't i like go with my friend cross country on a big trip where we learn about magic spells i mean you know shit like that yeah,
2: oh god is... it, it does just and It's like because it, you're 14 it just that just made me think of that like Classic thing of, you're so mature for your age. Thanks, it's the trauma.
0: (laughs) Thanks, it's the trauma. (laughs) Or, thanks, I have have
2: undiagnosed neurodivergency, and this is the way I've learned how to mask and perform in front of
0: adults. (laughs) So, the, the sort of, like, experience formulation of Matt is something really interesting that I wanted to approach, because he's, um, how do I phrase this? He is portrayed as a little bit of a boy genius and a savant he's one of those uh you know young adult literature protagonists where like it appeals to like the sort of kids that are reading recreationally at that age which is like i devoured books and i learned things much more faster than my peers and everything so it portrays him as like a little bit of like a genius kid and you wonder like of course it's just narratively like that's The way you get to be the age of 14 and like know how to survive in the wilderness on your own and you know go on an adventure and everything and like you're this adept as a child. But like I wanted to try to tease out if this is meant to imply some actual like genetic intelligence from El Patrone. Like, is this meant to imply that like that is something he's kept from El Patron's genetics? Is like when the book is saying that like he devoured books and learned super fast and was a polyglot and had all of these different skills what is this a result of and why is he like this because it might be like a it might be like a trauma thing where you've spent most of your life in deprivation so once you have access to a bunch of different fields of learning and education you really absorb it all really quickly um but is it meant hopefully it's not uh but was it meant to be implied that like he is a genius naturally in the way that el patron was a genius naturally that allowed him to accomplish things for evil where we, the viewer, might hope that Matteo uses this genius to accomplish things for good.
2: I think there's definitely a bit of that. Of he's he is a genius in part because El Patron
0: is also a genius. Um, I guess this alludes to a larger question about when you have a genius child character, where is it presumed that genius comes from? Yeah. Like what? Like what's up with Jimmy Neutron?
2: In the case of Artemis Fowl, his pa- it his comes from are... spite.
0: That's that's an interesting approach. Yeah. You can make that point where, like, a kid was so pissed off that the Tooth Fairy didn't give him a quarter that he's like, I'm going to destroy their entire world. I'm going to discover and exploit and annihilate the world of the Fae. So right. ambition yeah. because he, is, an, is, like, yeah, is another, like, engine yeah. to this concept. Because
1: early on, Matt is driven by, you know, he wants to prove that he isn't, like, what everyone thinks he is. He wants to prove that he's not just a dumb animal. Yeah. But he that's would, not an absolute He would learn, he would he's...
2: excel, and they would forget he was a clone and love mm-hmm.
1: him. Mm hmm. hmm. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be loved. Yep. But Which is a powerful family. motivator okay. for, for a child. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's um, like the basic motivator for all humans.
0: <laughs> yeah. In general. I mean, like, um... <laughs> music specifically, though. Like, because that's sort of for me what, like, is his characteristic divergence from El Patron yeah. that they point out. It's just like, well, El Patron never had any musical talent, but he's learning the piano. So like, but I, for his like, uh, you know, learning, his like learning stuff, it seemed like music was the sort of thing he picked up on his own without some sort of external uh,
1: He had a incentive
0: teacher. that it'd be a part of his studies. Yeah. yeah but so like-
2: he, he picked up on it in part because he does love music, but he latched onto it so hard because that was his. That was something that was exclusive to him and could show that he had value as an individual.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
2: Uh. Uh. But I. I absolutely adore that movie. Yes. A one hundred percent. But uh. Back to. Back to a different thing that I loved slightly earlier. Um. House of the Scorpion. <laughs> also about nature of humanity. But uh. Matt is now reading more of the history of opium. Um. And it's it's talking about how yeah uh, he established the farm patrol recruited the most foul criminals ever vomited up by corrupt prison systems anywhere in the world, yep 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 yep
0: on the on the work release programs for uh, guys who like caved in people's skulls because of the footy match
2: yeah oh he also says he found the uh, the author's preachy manner annoying but he couldn't argue with her facts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right. At least he's recognizing that they're facts. Uh, In some cases, the truth is preachy. Mm -hmm.
0: Sometimes the truth is preachy.
2: Um, El Patron found it hard to control the illegals. They slipped through his fingers. They helped one another escape. They flooded across opium to the border in the United States until that government threatened to put El Patron out of business. What? The triumph of the human spirit. The United States uh, threatening to, you know, you know, arming a uh, arming a group. And then saying, hey, if you're not doing what we want, we'll just come in and take over. We Hating never do that. Now,
1: foreign nation?
0: You really think the CIA would do that?
1: <laughs> um, is this podcast dedicated to the Mujahideen fighters? <laughs> this podcast is always dedicated to the brave Mujahideen
0: fighters of Afghanistan.
1: That didn't backfire at all. At all, friends. Oh, it did.
0: Um. Um, it's just surprised. The, the all of America's fucking foreign interventionist policy is just the surprise Pikachu meme. <laughs>
2: yeah, it is. Um, oh man. but he but uh but he reads on and he he gets upset again with Esperanza because she's talking about the Egypts el patron sold the, those people's uh, souls to the devil when they died he plowed their bodies into the dirt for fertilizer the roots of opium are watered with blood and anyone who buys its foul weed is no better than a flesh-eating cannibal i mean but don't get
0: me wrong with the phrasing of this weed is great get plenty of weed but not this opium yeah, yeah. that's
2: uh, uh <laughs> that just says that was definitely enough reading for one day
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really like woof yeah and All then, right, I gotta let that soak in for a second. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go have a walk around. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he, he decides it, he, yeah, he's gotta he to find to out what she.
1: Her. Yeah, he tries to picture her. He imagines that she looks like an old witch. She'd have yellow fangs and cheeks that collapsed in like a rotten pumpkin. And so he flips through the book looking for her photo, and oh boy, can I read? It?
0: Oh, no, she's hot.
1: (laughs) She was dressed in a black suit with a pearl necklace. Her black hair hung in a shiny veil on either side of her pale and beautiful face. She looked a lot like Maria. Damn. I... uh, This is actually kind of disappointing. I was
2: like, wait, hold on. Why does she specifically mention that Esperanza's portrait was on page 247? So I flipped to page 247 to see if, like, that was later in the book. It's not. It's still within our our portion of the book. Oh, man. Um,
1: that would be, that would be fun. Yeah,
2: uh, but it is a conversation that includes Esperanza. Um, it is. That's interesting, isn't it? But like, oh man, if you're gonna mention a specific page number, I feel like they're. I mean. I there's there's a possibility the for head. a really good... I know, but I mean, it is... At least, at is least on two, that page four numbers, there's seven. like a
0: tiny little footnote in the very bottom that's just like, gotcha. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it, is, it is 2, 4, and 7, which are uh, apparently the three most common numbers people uh, come up with randomly. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that. But but yeah, I at least that seems to be the case. I could be wrong. Um, there could be hard data on it. This is just what I have noticed over many, many years of asking children to name random numbers. Hmm.
3: Um, Yeah.
2: come to think of it. But, But, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. Oh, but it refers to her as ex-wife of Senator Mendoza, which, to a certain degree, that seems weird that they wouldn't use his first name. But also, I guess, like, realistically, if Senator Mendoza is a, like, prominent political figure in the area where that's being locally distributed... Because, low uh, like low scale production. If it if he's a prominent political figure, I guess it makes a
0: certain degree of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Think out of, think off the top of your head how many Senator Cruises are there? That's fair. How many Senator Sanders? Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's
2: actually probably more Senator Sanders than just one. I could be wrong though.
0: Yeah. It's probably. It seems like a common name. Uh. But. And I bet that person is having a hard time with the public image. Be like, no, no relation.
1: <laughs> there's a. I think a lawyer or a journalist on Twitter named Matt Gertz, who is mm-hmm. consistently Ooh, mistaken mm-hmm. for tough. Matt
0: Gates, and, I mean, and he is... I am not that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's, I do not know that guy. I have no yeah. association with that guy. So, Please. So he's just taken the I am my name. not the different. guy.
2: I, I'm not willing to be the guy. <laughs> he doesn't want to be the guy. You want, you want the guy that I am not. I am not the guy. <laughs> i'm sorry I just put that together are you quoting spy kids 3 at me i wasn't quoting spy kids 3 i was quoting that breaking
1: bad uh thing oh sorry i okay. was
0: thinking the guy the, from spy kids 3 okay listen
1: i thought of it bum, too. Bum, 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 bum. but we all know the guy is elijah wood <laughs> yes the guy is elijah yeah. wood <laughs> anyways that's what this book needs this book needs elijah
2: wood um yep but yeah no it's so he realizes that oh maria's mother has been alive this whole time and maria thinks that she's dead what the fuck she must have faked her own death then i mean that's not true but uh
0: or they just lied to you because you're a child and yeah. you don't have the internet
2: yeah um but but uh matt's sick again matt's been sick oh, a lot lately and he's gonna keep mm-hmm. being sick i keep a getting lot. sick um it's the new omicron <laughs> Yeah, and Celia's talking about, oh, I'll get the dosage right next time. Like.
0: The dosage, dosage of what?
2: Oh, she it, Celia even tells Tamlin, maybe your plan won't work out. We need a backup. So Tamlin's plan is just to give Matt everything he needs to escape. And Celia's plan is to make him, well, as we find out,
0: inoperable. Yeah.
2: un, un, un Inviable. Yes. Make him I an understand. inviable solution. Yep. Um, Because she's just poisoning him, in in minor dose. She's microdosing him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, we're microdosing. Yeah, I'm microdosing this child with poison.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's totally safe.
2: And oh, really, and El Patron is getting worse again. He's starting to go crazy. He's calling Matt Felipe, uh, who was his son, and we find out that El Patron built the little like trellis, the uh, the like trellis, and built a little built a little cabin up at the oasis. Where he lived with Felipe His son who I believe was one of the ones That was murdered in drug wars Let me check the family tree Rutro. Felipe, Felipe He wasn't
0: slain by the dreaded typhus Oh no, no. Felipe
2: no. Felipe was the only child Not deserted in Mexico He was hmm. the only one who got to go With El Patron Into oh. what would become opium Oh he's LV Ooh, he My dog is coughing no he's el viejo's grandpa wait right now yes on the, yeah on he's the el tri- viejo's dad he's el viejo's yeah. dad um but he's he's learning a little bit about it and yeah and and matt starts to think like oh if el patron's mind is slipping that means he's ready to, for another dose of fetal brain implants that means an embryo my brother is growing inside a cow right now could embryos understand death could they be afraid yeesh and i'm I'm, I'm here to tell you matt no no, they can't
0: (laughs) i know it's a cold comfort but the answer is no yeah um but
2: then it's time for steven's wedding yay steven and uh and and amelia are getting married
0: uh and benito
2: has also gotten married in this time to a uh nigerian girl named fanny whose dad is the leader of nigeria i believe and El Patron is just like, yes, I want his money and his and his drug market, so I'm going yeah. to marry. Yeah, and you. she's
0: the, you know, she's the high princess of Xanax right now. She's she's,
2: realistically, she's the new Felicia. And yeah, Matt even has that moment of reflection of, I wonder how early they started giving Felicia a bunch of laudanum. Like, did was she married to Mr. Alacron high off her ass, and then just spent the whole time like that, like Felicia? Like, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe. I want to be some dude. Uh, yeah. oh, and fucking McGregor is here with new hair plugs. Also probably from a clone, which I
0: just, this guy must look like shit so bad. I'm just, I'm trying to imagine McGregor throughout this whole movie. And I'm like, this guy looks more fucked up than you could ever imagine. Like I'm, ima- okay. So what if, um, I'm, I'm imagining how, how would you try to cast this? I'm thinking it would be, um, Ron Perlman with the Bogdanoff twins plastic surgery. Oh jeez. Hmm. So that's that's the only thing I can think of. And like fucking a lepre- wearing a leprechaun outfit.
2: See, honestly, thinking of McGregor, my mental image is just kind of old man Benjamin Button crossed with the mad
0: magazine kid. <laughs> and to- and Tom is just Yes, Alfred <laughs> Alfred P Newman with Benjamin Button's disease. <laughs>
1: And I'm trying to. I don't have an actor in my What just, me clone? I get a a vibe, and it's not a good image, but I get one. Yeah, looks um, dude looks like shit.
2: Uh, but Maria's there too, and she, she, she looks very adult in her dress. Uh, okay, fine, I guess. Gross, but um. Oh no, that was that was at the funeral. That was at the oh, funeral. Yeah. I forgot about it. Mm-hmm.
1: Even worse. Even worse. Yeah. Um. I mean. I understood it yeah. as like from Matt's point yeah, of from view, Matt's like when you're a ki- yeah when you're a kid and yeah. other people look more you know more yeah. mature and you feel like oh wow I'm just a dipshit in the suit that's too big. <laughs> that's still how I feel. I still <laughs> just
2: feel like a dipshit in a suit. <laughs> um, but Mary is there and she just like she she takes him and runs into the hidden passageway and just like they talk and catch up and like oh. People think St Francis was the first ecologist. They say he preached to animals so, because they had little souls that could grow into big ones. With work even a sparrow or cicada could make it to heaven. All right. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's not what well, that ecology a lot is, better. but uh y'all But
0: all right. <laughs> I got I got Sorry, I got to stop you. I'm going to post it in the chat because I was trying to think of uh what McGregor looks like and then I thought, "Oh, 1987. Masters of the Universe. Gwildor." Oh
2: god. <laughs> Oh, you're That's
0: right. Terrible.
2: You're right, and I, I hate, hate this it. This was
0: they introduced for for the He-Man live action movie, Masters of the Universe. They they cut Orko. They didn't have Orko, but they brought in like his replacement, this guy Gwildor, and spelled G W I L D O R. Search that. It is, but also content warning because this is the most <laughs> fucked up looking dude you could imagine. That's what McGregor looks like.
3: Yeah. Oh
2: boy. Oh God. I, woo. I'm, I'm throwing something into the chat just so that I don't have to see that in my peripheral vision it's anymore. The, Thank
0: you. It's the guy that does the peace out and then fades away.
2: Um. <laughs> Love that guy. But, but Maria talks about how like, yeah, El Patron's too old. It's wrong that he's that old. And Matt straight up says, do you know how he got this old? Do you know where he got that piggyback heart? And Maria straight up says, "Yeah, I know, and it's evil." Hmm. And he tries and reassures her. He he tries to say, "Yeah, I'm different. It's fine." He wouldn't invest all this into me if if you know I wasn't if I wasn't gonna you know be okay. And she just keeps crying because she knows better. Um.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, he must have some other plan for me than just Orvin har- harvesting. Because why would he invest this uh, amount of resources and time into like raising me up like a normal person? And. <laughs> And And she's just been like, oh, he does all of this shit for no reason, because he can. Oh my god. And this is where- You're (laughs) fucking done for, dude.
2: This is where we find out that uh, Maria is supposed to marry Tom when they get older. Which is dumb. It's a dumb (laughs) contrivance. It's like an actual, like, it's one of my few bits of genuine, like, I feel like this is a plot error in here I have run into so far, because why would El Patron- Marry two of his heirs to the same family. Why would he do that?
1: Hmm. Yeah. That's a fair point. Unless, well, literally, well, it was Thomas it was like a... Hmm. Thomas,
2: Thomas McGregor's, sort of? Thomas McGregor's heir, kind of. My only thought process is, maybe it wasn't El Patron's idea, maybe it was Senator Mendoza's. Because yeah. Senator Mendoza just wanted to get Maria away from Matt as, like, just offload her. But realistically, it just feels like it's made so that Matt can be angry about Maria getting married to someone. Like, it had to be Tom, because otherwise he wouldn't care. Um. But, fucking Fanny, she threatened to kill herself rather than marry Benito, so her dad drugged her until she didn't know what was happening, and then just had her marry Benito anyway. It's like... Oh boy. Oh, we also get a little moment where Matt talks about Mr. Ortega and how Mr. Ortega hasn't been able to teach him anything in quite some time, but Matt doesn't. Matt, like, pretends that he's still learning from Mr. Ortega because he doesn't want him to become an Egypt. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, I guess he thinks that might happen when somebody ceases to be useful. And he's right. He is. Do you think that would have? Do you think Ortega would have gotten it? Would have got caught?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, 100% um
2: a little bit of a little bit of knowledge that's only for
0: dissidents uh, no it's for anyone who's no longer not not only for dissidents but like but no longer useful is at least like i don't know presumably this is a like a grown educated man he can like do some bookkeeping he can be part of like the administrative structure of this yes
2: but see the problem is he's deaf so why would we keep someone around who's who's disabled
0: you're right okay you thinking... can't have a deaf egypt though yeah wait you, you can't have a deaf egypt a though egypt, because he won't yeah. be able to listen oh. to, yeah no so he
1: won't be, be able killed. to listen to the orders they just are... be killed. yeah they're just gonna get rid of him yeah he'll uh, be sent because... to elsewhere oh okay here's... well that's fine then
2: because here's a here's a thing from the from the sequel book or mr ortega is a captured um captured
0: immigrant Oh. Uh, yeah okay it checks out um but what did it's... he happen to get captured right then and they were like, "Well, we could make you in Egypt, but we're actually looking for music teachers right now." So,
2: yeah, uh, he was captured a little bit before they were looking for a music teacher. I think I could be wrong about the timeline on that. Um, I'll have an answer for you for next uh, episode. But and but but they watch the he he watches the wedding, and thinks to himself about how oh, there's maybe there's a special maybe maybe Stephen and Amelia won't have to be separated by death maybe they'll die together and they'll just both be raised into a special olicron wing in heaven uh it's like you think there's an olicron wing in heaven <laughs> weird really I don't think, weird really? It there's has, an olicron
0: it, wing somewhere
2: it has like oh. it has like two occupants and it's el viejo and felipe
0: <laughs>
1: i was gonna say did we get to did oh, we skip yeah. the part where um where he shows he tells maria that her mom's still alive um, oh, we did skip over that.
0: Yes, yeah. he he yeah. tells me real th- quick. I like the idea of um, I like the idea of El Viejo like arriving at the Alacron wing in heaven, and there's only Felipe there, and he's like, "What? Wait, like it's just and Felipe is like, "It's bad, dude. It's bad." <laughs> <laughs> dad, and then I mean, good for you. I mean, good for you. You know, and what? I'm proud. It, it, but like, holy shit, dude! It's
2: just El Viejo and his dad there, and you know what? It probably looks like the Oasis. Yep. Um, Dang, that's even sad. then, actually, Felipe might not be there. Given we'll given see. the other of El Viejo's siblings were murdered in the drug wars, yeah. Felipe might not be there either. Realistically, El Viejo may not be there either. Anyway,
0: um... Anyway. <laughs> but, but, yeah, dirt de- We're gonna have to, de- gonna have to decide who, who out of this family goes to fucking heaven. And this is Spanish Catholic heaven, so there's all kinds of rules. I mean... Yep.
2: I mean we already know that furball goes to heaven Because all dogs go to heaven
0: mm-hmm. um, Don Bluth taught me that mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks Don Bluth Charlie!
2: Oh god that movie um, But yeah Matt tells Maria That that her mom is alive And she's just like what, what the fuck Why didn't they what? tell me that she was alive Why? Why couldn't you know She've contacted me or anything And Matt I'm very reasonably Also makes up seemingly That oh well your dad would have just destroyed Any messages it's like that makes sense, but how how are you coming by this realization? You just found out that her mom was alive, seemingly like, yesterday, <laughs> because yeah. because the time scales are weird. We never actually know how much time has passed between uh, between chapters generally.
0: I imagine there tends to be like six to eight months. Sometimes, but sometimes it's six to eight minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I imagine some time had passed.
1: I
2: suppose. Oh wait, yeah, he did say. Uh, Steven and Amelia's wedding in like a month or something. Uh, but but then Al Patron fucking has a heart attack. He just keels over in the middle of the wedding. Um, yeah. Owned. Bitch. And then everyone's looking for him and Matt's just hiding out in this security corridor. It's a good thing he was there already. Sure is a good thing he was there. Sure is. Um, and he starts thinking Get that through, boy. Bring him to the hospital. He starts thinking through all of those clues all through the rest of this early part of the book like oh Celia's saying if anything bad happens I want you to come straight to me come to the pantry behind the kitchen and like thinking about how I got El some Patron's, big pills for you. thinking about how El Patron, um was like obsessed with uh, Egyptian pharaohs and uh, Shaldian kings and how they had like their horses and servants killed and entombed with them uh, to take them into the afterlife and like how people are just extensions of objects to El Patron. Um, but he knows that they're looking for him. He knows they're looking for him and he knows why. He fully understands that if he leaves this place, he is going to be killed. Um, and Maria's trying to, like, orchestrate his evacuation with Tamlin
0: By dressing him
2: up as yep. an egypt, Which makes mm-hmm. a certain degree of sense, but it's also
0: mm-hmm. dumb as hell. It is. Yeah, they get, on the, they get on the hovercraft like, yeah, this is my new pet Egypt. His name's Bev, Bevany. Yeah. And we're going back to, and he's going to be my new servant. We're going to go back to the Catholic boarding school. And he has to come with me. And they're like, get this clone off the plane, goddammit. Yep. Yeah. Um, but
1: not until her, her uh, sister and new husband get on.
0: And they snitch. Yeah. You know, you and thought right. that maybe they were okay, but they snitched. hmm Um, and Maria,
2: Maria at one point during this does say, because Matt says, but El Patron loves me. And Maria just says, uh, he loves what you can do for him. It's like, yep. She's known what's going on her whole life. Yep. But now she's going to act. Now she's going to do something. You got
0: those sweet little, you got those sweet little guts in you. Those young plump organs.
2: Oh boy. I don't like that. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's my new character. (laughs) I'd like to veto this bit.
3: <laughs> is, is
2: the guy who's horny for organ transplants. <laughs> um, oh, but they also find their way out using secret passageways that only open for El Patron and can only be found by shining a red light on them and seeing a scorpion, which I know it sounds dumb and I know it just sounds like, you know, backwards justification for the cover of the book. But here's my thing about the light. Do y'all know how people who, like, live in the desert, and especially if you're camping in the desert, how you check for scorpions around you?
0: No. Oh, yeah. You shine black lights on them. Scorpions glow. Wait, mm-hmm. really? Yep.
2: Yes, scorpions see yeah. glow under a black light.
0: Scorpions do glow.
2: Yeah, so wow. you so you shine a black light around to make sure there's no scorpions. You would know that. You would need this information, Miles. <laughs> I, I would, and also... Uh, in our in our classrooms where we taught about, like, light and, you know, specifically about, you know, phosphorescence and fluorescence, we had a preserved uh, scorpion in this little glass dome. Essentially a scorpion snow globe, and whenever we'd turn on the black lights, it would glow, and we'd explain that to the kids. Um, yeah, it was a very That's... good teaching tool, especially since the kids would not notice the like weird snow globe until we turned on the black lights and then they'd see the scorpion and they'd freak out. because it was a, it was a, up, it was a big sucker. It was a big sucker. Okay. <laughs> um.
0: So I love this secret passage that they're trying to access because especially and I don't know how much this might have been exaggerated because they're fucking kids, but they're like and then if you don't do it right, if you don't have the DNA and the fingerprints, it shocks you when you die and also a bunch of poison gas fills up the tunnel. So if <laughs> and so they it. like get all really tense so they get really tense about it, like, this better work, or we're all gonna die. And she's like, I'd rather die in here with you than live with these <laughs> awful people.
2: Yeah. We'll die together, and these, and these dearest. kids. Are, and, these,
0: and these kids are fucking fourteen. Yeah. Trying to like do a do a cool escape. But hey, it's so like, we're oh, Romeo
1: yeah. and Juliet. Yeah. Making dumb uh, decisions is
0: So okay. I don't know. So I don't know if it was that heavily booby trapped, but anyway it works. I, and they escape and they do this hovercraft like.
2: El Patron is a El Patron does not care if people die in the crossfire, and he is deeply paranoid.
0: I mean, it would certainly set off like a bunch of alarms, and yeah, maybe be electrified. But poison gas in the walls of your own house—I don't think that's like a good idea.
2: It's not a good idea, but it's one I believe El Patron would go in for.
0: That one's just a little exaggerated. That's a little melodramatic to me. Uh, okay,
2: but yeah, they. So he gets caught. Yeah, he gets he gets caught. Um, and. Steven actually says he's not a person. He's not he's not a he's not a person. He's livestock. The law is very clear. Yeah, look, we gone clones home. are classified as livestock because they're grown inside cows. Cows can't give oh, birth well, to the humans. Oh, says so. And like again, we talked about this last episode. Why do you think they're grown inside cows? It's so that they can be legally not human. I actually didn't remember that mm. part when I, when I yeah. said that, but yep, there it is. <laughs> Wow! Uh, because this book it's is so that,
0: anything so that but everyone, subtle. So like, yep. So it's so that anyone in like an ethical discussion has like an easy out, where it's like, well, they're not birthed by man or woman, so how can they really be human? Yeah. Um, right. Just a cop out. It's a cop out.
2: But yeah, so is, never, they never, is never is listed, They
0: clearly haven't read theory, which is a Pokemon the first movie. It's not the circumstances <laughs> of one's birth, but what one chooses to do with the gift of life man you're gonna have a field day like deciding what clips to put into
2: this episode
0: (laughs) no i gotta i really gotta tone it down i don't want to do that much editing
3: yeah
2: (laughs) um but matt is brought into the hospital and he's brought to see el patron and and el patron he talks a little bit about it. He said, oh, it always comes to this in the end. My clones forget about all the wonderful years I give them. The presents, the entertainment, the good food. I don't have to do it, you know. If I were like McGregor, a good farmer but a foul human being, I would have had your brain destroyed at birth. Instead, it pleased me to give you the childhood I never had. I had to grovel at the feet oh, of he's the one, one of those nice guys. So actually, you should be thanking me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should be thanking me for raising you in... A comfortable, uh, in a comfortable setting, where you only had to endure, you know, a, 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 a modicum of abuse um, before being, treated, being turned like... into an organ, an organ plant. Yeah. Um, but he tells that story again about the about the fair where his sisters caught typhus, and you know, talks about how his brothers were murdered by police, and then and then he said, "Only I live to grow up. Don't you think I'm owed
0: those lives?" That's that's one of the big, like, this man's crazy lines. Uh
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, there were eight
0: of us. We should have all grown up, but I was the only
2: survivor. I meant to have those lives. I meant to have justice. It's like, yeah, but buddy...
0: And he does that classic thing where, like, he he asks it a sort of rhetorical question, and it's like, aren't I... Don't I deserve those lives? And anyone would just be like, no?
2: (laughs) Yeah. And the fucking... The thing about it is, El Patron's character is really interesting in that he is exactly the, like... I mean, he's the... he's obviously the exaggerated form of it, but he is the poor person who manages to become one of the wealthy elite. Because he got there by stepping over and on and crushing everyone else around him Mm -hmm. and making sure that no one else was successful... Because he needed to be, and once he got in power, he made sure he stayed there by crushing everyone else below him. Because he feels like that's what he deserves, he becomes the evil that he that made his life so terrible that he had to do those shitty things in order to get that power. And fucking, he talks about how he's owed lives because his brothers were murdered by police. How many people's brothers has he had his farm patrol that he invented? Kill.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Guess what? You reproduced that social order, yep. and you made it worse. Mm-hmm. So. so because he made fuck you because he wants to replicate everything
2: about his village, because his farm he, yeah. is everything beca- about the village, and he's the evil ranchero, and he doesn't realize it. But because yeah,
0: yeah he but because that's the classic thing. Like once you realize like the inherent injustice of the world that you know you've been subject to, he. Made the wrong move, where he turns around and thinks, "I want to be on top of this hierarchy of domination," mm-hmm. as opposed to like just don't have it.
1: Yeah, just yeah. breaking just don't have it entirely. It. No, he he remakes it,
0: in <laughs> and his he own makes it image. so much worse. He does. I think it's the I think it's the result of like the capitalist realism squashing the imagination, sort of thing. It's really hard to imagine a different social order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can only the only way, like, out of abject suffering seems to be. I just have to be the one making the suffering.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, I think this is, you know, when he, when he says, it always comes to this in the end, my clones forget about the wonderful years I gave them. Like, this is the first time we're told directly that Matt's not the first of his kind, of a mm-hmm. clones like him. He's done this yeah. before. Yeah,
0: it's that, moment, it's that moment in Silence of the Lambs where the woman in the well, like, sees all the fingernails and it's like, oh, God, I'm not the first person he's done this mm-hmm. to. Yeah
2: and that's the thing we as the reader do know that in part because from the very beginning that's a Mateo Alacran mm-hmm. not that's Mateo Alacran that's a Mateo Alacran we know from the beginning
0: i didn't pick up on that yeah
2: but uh, but El Patrón also talks about how like both the US and Mexico need opium because there's there's illegal immigration from both sides now because america is fucking terrible so they want to try and go to mexico and mexico is yep, terrible. conditions
0: finally deteriorated that far yeah almost
2: like you know creating a horribly militaristic border makes your countries worse
0: as a result what, what, Restricting what, was, that, what was that quote i heard recently the violence of the border is implicit in its maintenance it's hmm. a good one
3: yeah
0: um just having just having a border is a mechanism, like, you know, a frickin' bulkhead seal in the different sections of a ship in the way to, like, effectively manipulate disparity for capitalist means. Um, the the capital can flow back and forth across borders freely, provided uh, that labor cannot. If labor cannot flow freely across borders to, uh y- you know, on an equal playing field of capital, then... Capital just manipulates, uh, the sort of, like, membranes of disparity that you can enforce by a border. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Yeah,
2: anyway, um, Alpatrone just says, Without me, you would have never seen a beautiful sunset or smelled rain approaching on the wind.
0: You would never have tasted Eat cool my ass, water bitch. on a
2: hot summer day or heard music or known the wonderful pleasure of creating it. I gave you these things, Mi Vita. You owe me.
0: Yeah, I also wouldn't have been treated like a rabid chicken by your maid. Yeah. Forced to become a fucking child called it, like little boy prisoner sick fuck.
2: Yeah. And and Celia steps up. She's like, "Hey, fuck off. I have made him impossible for you to use because I've been lacing him with arsenic. Good luck. I made this boy poisonous." <laughs> yeah. You you've had your eight lives. You're not getting any
0: more. Um so here's the so here's the strategy. Like if you had done this in Celia's position, would you tell him or would you just well, If you don't tell him, they kill Matt. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I guess you would tell him. But then like, they might kill Matt anyway, just for like, to dissect him to find out if she was telling the truth or not. I feel like the way this might have played out is um, they would be like, we are going to now dissect Matt anyway, and we're going to run tests on his blood to see if she's telling the truth.
2: I mean, my assumption would be, well, I mean, that's why they cut a strand of his hair off to run tests to make sure she was telling the truth um mm.
0: but yeah um ah uh, owned but fucking el patrone got fucking owned and he like loses it he's all pissed and he's like no my immortality <laughs> draining through his like sand through his fingers and he's like no yeah
2: um oh i had something and then i lost it uh
0: i'm always on this oh. kick where Whenever and, there's like any character that like seeks immortality, I'm just like don't just don't ever do that. Like in what uh, human narrative in all of anthropological history has that ever been a good idea to seek immortality? The yeah. very first it's piece only, of literature. It's only fucked people up. Yeah. It is the biggest cautionary tale in all of human society. It's the oldest written cautionary tale in human society. The Epic of Gilgamesh. <laughs> um, don't fuck around with that. Just. You're gonna die, just get used to it, uh, and then you can be zen. Yeah. Um,
2: but Celia talks about how she's been doing this and she's tried several things, um, and we're aware that Tamlin is involved in this because Matt remembers a conversation they had about monarch butterflies, about how monarch butterflies are poisonous, and that way they don't have to worry about actually being eaten. Uh, El Patron fucking calls her a Bad. witch, and... Yeah. And then they're just there. Yes, so. But no, I mean realistically, the reason the reason this is ultimately pointless, in theory, is that revealing this information just means that Celia is going to be killed, and Matt will be killed for being now useless. Yeah, but it think, doesn't end up shaking out but, that
0: way. But but yes, even if the, even if that happened and that's the worst case scenario, part of that is a little bit like. I think it's worth it just to fucking own this dude, like, as he's on Death's Door, to be like, fuck you, you don't win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't win your own life at the very end. You lost game point here, bitch. I mean, realistically,
2: Celia wasn't to going die. to be kept on after the fact anyway, because she also oh, knew that sure. she, was, she wasn't she was useful anymore once Matt was dead. Uh, yep. Actually, hold on. El Patrone is, what, 148 at this point? Yes. Okay, so Matt is the ninth clone to be grown in this way. If each of them were roughly 14 years old, that means that he would have had to have been doing this
0: for 126 years? No, 14's an assumption that I wouldn't make. That's, Matt just okay. might have been one of the older clones at this point. Yeah, That's that's fair.
2: My assumption was that it happened generally around the time they reached adulthood, because then their organs would be around the right size, too. Like, they'd be around around the yeah. right like. Yeah. structure and composition that's, that's what I you thought. would probably
0: need them to be post pubescent in some capacity but like the timeline of this doesn't work out but also
2: I'm... there could be other clones that uh, like well they got little
0: brain implants right maybe he maybe like five of those clones mm. were just for jelly yeah you know that's not fair. for any developed organs just for the jelly yeah.
1: yeah, that's fair like working on his immortal body early
0: his brain mm-hmm. yeah
1: his brain. um but then el patron is dead and <laughs>
2: oh, Mr. Ollacron comes in with Tamlin and just says, I'm here to inform you we no longer need
0: your services.
2: Like he's fucking he trying to like, pull out a gun
0: on that one. <laughs> I, th- I thought he was gonna like pull out like a silenced pistol at like that and be like, we're no longer in need of your services.
2: Oh, please, Mr. Ollacron doesn't. You're relieved of duty. He doesn't do his own dirty work. Nah, he's a bitch. Um, oh, and fucking, you were the first one with musical genius, but we can always turn on the radio if we want that.
0: Damn. If you. If you Yo, murder
2: all the people who are musicians, you can't do that, though. <laughs> if you don't value the people performing the arts, you
0: can't continue to enjoy the arts. That, yeah, that was just another perfect moment of like, oh, these people suck so fucking bad. Yeah. What, well, Cox?
2: I mean, realistically, though, it's a, it's a good depiction of rich fuckers, because... Yeah, they don't value the people who do the arts, but they like to talk a big game about valuing the arts. It um, looks
1: good. But
2: but yeah, um, Tamlin volunteers to kill Matt. He says he'll dump him by the Egypt pens, but he'll make sure he's back in time for the wake. Um,
0: and nobody thinks, let's send another dude with Tamlin who might have developed personal attachment to the kid he's been hanging out with for like five years. To a yeah. clone... But he's a clone. Why would he be friends with a clone? Yeah, it's
1: not a person. It's a cow, baby.
0: Totally unfathomable that somebody might, like, you know, have a human connection with Matt.
2: Yeah. But Tamlin isn't taking him to the Egypt pens. He's taking him to the Oasis because, of course, he fucking is. Yeah. Um, Saw this coming. uh, and, And Matt asks him about the kids, about the busload of kids. And... And and Tamlin says, I could say it was an accident, and it was, but that doesn't take away the horror. I was intending to blow up the Prime Minister, a fat toad who deserved it. I simply never considered the yeah. other people who might get in the way. Frankly, I was such a self-important ass, I didn't care. I got most of these scars from that explosion, and Deaf Donald had his throat cut. That's why he can't talk.
0: Like, wrong place, wrong time. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what a damn miserable twist of fate. Because without that, and if he had just killed the Prime Minister, that would have been like that'd have been great yeah i'm imagining like a blairite prime minister you know yeah i mean i'd be down for
2: also the the, uh it being a johnson like prime minister yeah but a tory but fucking oh man you know you know one of the like tiny sad things about this is if he's a scottish nationalist Uh, at this point, that means even at this point, like, a while in our future in this world, Scotland still isn't an independent nation.
3: Oh, shit. Do we know what
2: year it is at all? Is it, like, 2045 or something? It's at least 100 years after, like, it's, it's like the 2100s, I believe.
0: I don't know shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And Scotland still isn't an independent nation. That's disappointing.
0: (laughs) I'd still love to see... It was quite quite generous quite generous to uh, project that the future of like england as a nation would survive that long to even enforce that <laughs> i mean
2: i'd still love to see scotland uh scotland wales and well northern ireland join with the rest of ireland but um scotland and wales secede from britain and then join the uh join the eu <laughs> yeah that would be great because mm-hmm. i mean they they
0: would most but anyway uh, b- 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 b-
3: and
2: then just like
0: literally like on the other side of a fence just be like oh look at all this trade we have now oh um, um so and tamlin C- tells
2: him that celia isn't an egypt celia wasn't yep, made into an egypt her. he just marked her forehead to make it look like she had uh gotten the chip and she's hanging yeah, out with a temporary Risa. tattoo
0: of like a brain <laughs> surgery scar and Matt even thinks about a point where like, well if you have to pretend you're a zombie for the rest of, the, of your life, like that also sucks. And I'm like, Yeah, that would suck. Mm-hmm. But I think like presumably Tamlin has like some sort of plan to bail her out at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Tamlin also talks about how, yeah, I'm not
2: going with you because I have to face the con I, I can't go out there. I have to face the consequences of my actions. Not the legal ones, the moral ones. I've spent years benefiting from the horrors of opium and now I have the chance to put things right. I mustn't pass it up. Fucking, yeah. That's, Tamlin has done some he bad shit, her. but he is, he's becoming a better it's person. It's not too late.
0: He's it's not too so late to make things right. Um, so Matt's on his own now. Yeah. He's set adrift. Matt, Matt heads off. He's got a survival kit with him. A whole lot of supplies. Yeah, and just he also asks Tamlin if he'll anymore. see him
2: if he'll ever see him again, and Tamlin just says no, which is honestly yeah, good. Like, that's of... that's what he should say, yeah, because it's it's the truth, and it'll keep Matt from trying to come back. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like, will I ever see you again? It's like well, I hope not, because if we do, things are either going really well or really bad.
2: Yeah, um, and he tells him, hey, go to this place. Say these things. This is how you're going to find Maria and hopefully her mom. Get Esperanza on the case.
0: And she will zip you out of here to California Mm -hmm. to be, I don't know, maybe like a big, you know, clones rights activist later on.
1: Yeah, makes me wonder, Uh, like, if the United States is so, you know, aligned with opium, I don't know, would they send him back? Would they have the authority to do that?
2: Well, there'd be no point. They just dispose. Him. Actually, no, they wouldn't dispose of him. The CIA would make use of him.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, they would. Yeah, they There's would make the use of the genetic. Ma-
2: they'd make use of the genetic material and biological heir of El Patron.
0: Yeah, they'd finally. They'd be like, finally, we have our own El Patron. Mm-hmm. That we're we're not going to take this kid, but we're going to clone him again. A clone of a clone of El Patron. We it's more likely see. than
1: you think.
2: Yeah. Oh, Tamlin also tells him yeah they won't be able to tell you're a clone because there's actually no difference between clones and humans and that blows matt's mind which like Mm -hmm. makes sense to a degree but also like i don't know part of that feels don't
0: forget he's got a tattoo he's got the tattoo on his foot they won't be able to tell like they might be able to piece it together actually but he's just like oh yeah there's actually no difference uh if you just say you're not a clone nobody can prove you are
2: um Oh, though, it's just, it's one of those things that it's like, it feels less like reminding someone who's been dehumanized their entire life that they're human, and feels more like reminding someone that someone who is dehumanized their entire life is human. Like, I mean, it's probably a bad comparison to make, but I don't think, I don't think anyone really needed to tell black people in America that they weren't, like, lesser beings. This feels like, and that's what this feels like. It feels like a it feels like a black kid being surprised to find out that he's not lesser.
1: Yeah.
0: I sp- yeah, yeah. Just be like, oh, that's actually all made up.
1: Yeah. Although, hmm. I forget the words I was trying to go. It was like, you know, they they had a legal definition and everything. <laughs> but they went. Ooh. They went to some very like, sorry, words escape me. They went to yeah. some lengths to make sure this was codified into the culture. And Like I could understand why. He, this would be like mind blowing to him because he spent this whole time thinking he's an animal. It's also yes. a reflection
0: on the sort of like immobile sociopolitical calcification mm-hmm. where it's just like, well, it's the law. And it's like, you know, laws are made up and you can just change them.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, he also tells him, hey, go first thing in the morning because the farm patrol will still be tied up with, the, with everything happening with the wake. And then he kind of doesn't, he leaves in like around noon, but he, he goes, he goes through this thing. He climbs around, he gets to the border and he sees Mexico. He sees Aslan. Um, and first thought is, wow, it's so fucking crowded and polluted. How does anyone live and breathe there? It's like, yeah, man, welcome to
1: it's a fucking town, city.
0: town, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> give it, give it a little bit. Like there's other areas. This isn't, this is just one border industrial city. Yep. But no, yeah. he's never seen any cities.
2: Yeah, he's never seen any cities, and he he pauses there because the farm patrol is going around, and he hangs out there and he hides and he waits, and then suddenly someone goes and tries to cross the border. Someone just runs across the border in like a, like a a small group of people just run across the border when there's when there's the farm patrol there, and that seemed weird and too convenient, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Matt makes a break for it. And he runs and he loses his backpack that has all his money and supplies and everything in it. And he lands in Fuck. this gross black sludge. But he's made it. He's in Mexico. And the Farm Patrol definitely can't shoot him now because he's crossed the border. Um, they, Yeah,
0: like they just... Th- that I was kind of trying to wrap my head around. Like they just throw their hats on the ground and be like, ah, shucks. The kid managed to get back to the other side. He just gave up. He called base.
3: Yeah. And also, they took his
2: backpack. They did. What, what's fucking frustrating, though, is earlier in this book, there were there were all those weapons that were given to El Patron. And you know yeah. what one of them was? Yeah. But- it was a collection of small smart bombs that could be programmed to go after a specific person's DNA and find them and blow them up. If they were really looking to destroy Matt because Matt was gone, they could have just done that because they weren't going to be able to blow up El Patron.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I guess they thought, like, they were just so firmly convinced that, like, Tamlin had just taken care of it. Yeah.
1: Plus, Which, there are other Mateo clones, presumably, in the lab. So, probably really? not. Oh, right, because um, they died. Um,
2: I mean, if we're taking the sequel into account, there's that other Mateo in the mountain house who uh, is convinced he's being groomed to become the new El Patron, and actually, like, kind of was. Um, But the sequel's not a part of this. I'm gonna talk about the sequel... I'm gonna talk about the sequel one more time next episode. Um, Okay. Because I like the way it ties to a character we will meet later on in the book. Um, But, yeah, we'll pick up next time with Matt now in Aslan trying to make his way to Maria over in... La La Vida Nueva!
0: St. louis He's officially on the lamb.
2: But also, like, okay, so this part of the book, shit went hard.
1: Went
0: real hard. Um, how we feeling about this book now? <sighs> the pacing seems weird a little bit like now what's what's this third act going to be like like? Um, but in a a good interesting way that this isn't just like the standardly structured story that you would be getting Mm -hmm. um at this age as a kid it's you know like this is a little more complex than that the timing's different Mm -hmm. which you know by the fact that he's now 14 and it's old age or something
1: Mm -hmm. i I was expecting something like the ending to the giver like where it's kind of ambiguous
2: the ending of this book is not ambiguous Uh. um I'll be honest, if they had stre- if, if she had stretched this out a little bit, if she had stretched this third of the book out a little bit and ended it with him crossing the border
0: and just stopped it there, I would have been fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then it's a little bit like, and now what may the future hold? We may never know, but think about it. What might happen? Isn't that what's really important? But the certainty um, gained from this upcoming third act
2: is interesting. Um, I will say, like I said at the outside of this episode, I remembered this chunk of the book being way longer. And I remembered the next chunk of the book being much shorter. Um, but like,
1: it's about the same. Yeah. It's about the same size as the first section we read.
2: Yeah. We've been reading roughly one third of the book each, each episode. Um, but like, I, I don't know it. I remember it. I, I remember it being paced a little bit differently. And you're right. This part of the book feels pretty rushed. Um, but I guess it's kind of meant to mimic the fact that, at this point, Matt's daily life is pretty fucking boring. Like he doesn't interact with anybody. He's reliving the same memories over and over again with El Patron. Um, like, I, I get that. I don't know. But
0: all right. Well, look forward yeah. to uh, La Vida Nueva yes. on our next episode. We're gonna finish House of the Scorpion, and then do we know what we're gonna do next?
2: Uh, so um... we had two options that we talked about. We talked about doing the first
0: Earthsea book, but we also talked about doing yeah. another book that I have forgotten. Um, I forget. I'd heard a recommendation recently of something called Among the Hidden.
1: Oh, I heard that
0: was good. Which is something that has, like, it's kind of Anne Franky vibes. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Let me see. Because I remember this
0: Legendborn was the
2: other book that we were talking about.
1: Legendborn.
2: It was the 2021 winner for the Coretta Scott King Book Award.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a black girl attempting to infiltrate a historically white magical secret society in the university of north carolina
1: sounds so
0: fun. all right cool well we'll figure out what that is and we'll uh tell you what it is on the next one go to your local library fuck around read uh some nancy farmer yes this has been the on air book fair podcast i'm jay i've been here with miles and dave and Damn, uh if you'd dan, like to send us an email dan. son of a bitch you guys got to get more interesting names dan if like, Miles is pretty rare. Dan, if it makes you feel any
2: better, just about every single opening to Shootin' the Sheet needs to be redone, because uh, Jamie accidentally says On Air Book Fair.
0: <laughs> My first long-term <laughs> podcast was with a guy named Dave, I've told you about it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, um, it's okay. So, uh, bu- 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 if you got an email for us, if you got any thoughts for us, if you want to tell us we're shitheads or we're not funny, uh, send an email to onairbookfair at gmail.com or on Twitter at onairbookfair, where we uh, don't do jack shit. Miles and I are also on a podcast called Shooting the Sheet. Um, where we uh, talk about tabletop board gaming and everything. Uh, And Dan uh, tries to survive the life of a teacher. You getting any uh, QAnon conference people in the (laughs) school board meetings? So far. I actually, I was on my, I was on my, um, I was seeing my uh, hometown's public access station where they post school board meeting, uh, full videos, and this thumbnail for it is just empty chairs uh, at the school board meeting. And so it's kind of a relief. It's like, okay, (laughs) people don't care they're not going to Good. it. I mean, you should be involved civically, but if it's not a you know madhouse in there, it's a little reassuring. Yeah.
1: I will say I had an interview for a school district um, where they asked me questions about, about race. And one specifically was, um, if you heard a colleague use a racial pejorative for a student, um, how would you react? And would you be willing to testify if this were investigated? I was like, um... Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But the the will it, my action would be a running drop kick and I would fucking testify.
1: <laughs>
0: testify his ass out the window. No one messes with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you everybody and good night. Don't be uh don't be racist against clones. Yeah. Clones are people
1: too.